0: the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I am your ever-present host, the Bowtie Guy, here with another show for you. We are about halfway through September now, which is uh, awesome. That means we're cruising into the fall It has been uh, lovely here in Ridgecrest. I was looking at the weather this week, and when I go to my weather app on my phone, as I record this, the highest high that we're scheduled to have between now and a week and a half from now is 94, which might seem hot to some of you folks, but that's like uh, beautiful, and there's several of them where our highs are in the 80s. Uh, You know, Next Monday, uh, yesterday as this show comes out, the projected high, is uh, 81 degrees. That was my daughter trying to call me. Uh, That was her little, you'll be a dentist ringtone. So uh, hi Heather, Uh, that was you calling. She listens to the show as well, so there we go. Anyhow, welcome to fall. That's what I guess I'm trying to say, is welcome to fall and all that that uh, brings to us. I am uh, thrilled to have my buddy Kevin back on the show. How are we doing today? Doing pretty darn good, pretty rootin' tootin' good, I guess I could say. And uh, it's always fun to have uh, people on the show instead of just myself. So glad to have Kevin back. Uh, we've got uh, a word of the week for you because you know that's what we do here in uh, on the on the, the beautiful uh, podcast. And our word of the week this week is errant, which means um, something that's uh, you know not. Uh, the proper thing. You know, it's a mistake. Um, it, the, the dictionary definition, Oxford language dictionary says erring or straying from the proper course of standards. But um, you know, in recovery, a lot of times I've been accused of being a little errant in my ways and wandering from the straight and narrow path. So I thought errant would be a nice word to, uh, to put in there this I like week. It. So uh, if you can use that in your sentences this week, give yourself those 10 bonus points. Uh, this was an interesting week. This last week, I always look when I put the show up. Um, I go onto my software and it shows me how many plays we got the week before. And so last week's podcast uh, set a milestone for us. It was our first uh, time where we had over a thousand uh, hits on the podcast during that the week. Is outstanding! So um, congratulations to us on that 1K um, mark. Uh, it's something I've been looking for for a while. Uh, so that's uh, that's really cool. Um, so keep on doing what you're doing, people. Keep on sharing the show with people. Keep on letting people know what's going on and all of that good stuff. The interesting thing about a thousand hits, if every person joined our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, that would give us a thousand dollars a month, which is not even close to what we get right now. I mean, we, we, we do substantially less than that, but it's, um, It's a way for you to give. So, And it doesn't take much. A lot of people think, well, I don't have much to give. The widow's might does a lot for us and and goes a long way. And where does that go, you ask? Well, it goes to a couple of different things. One is we help send missionaries into prisons to bring the word of Christ to inmates in our prisons. And we are told in the Bible, you know, Paul tells us, remember those in prison. It's biblical to remember those in prison. So this is a great way for you to remember those people who are in prison. Also helps to pay for... um, materials and whatnot. We're trying to get programs set up because guys are now starting to uh, parole and I want to have some uh, what we call re-entry programs going on. I want to do some job training. I want to help people with resume building and be able to get people an outfit to wear for an interview and those type of things. And having this podcast on, having our websites on, all that kind of stuff uh, costs Money And we get it 100% from our listeners just like you. So if you want to join, you can go to our Patreon platform, which can be found at messituppodcast.com. Click on the Become a Patron button and it'll take you there. Or you can do the uh, text to give, which is uh, mum. You send the word mum to 760-WALL-CA and that will take you to our text to give. Both of those are either a one-time gift or it can also be set up as a uh, recurring gift, and uh, we appreciate both of those uh, from anybody. And like I said, as little as a dollar a month, it uh, if everybody you know just does a little tiny bit, a great wave gets uh, gets created. So thank you to all of our Patreon and uh, uh, the uh, text to give members as well. It's uh, very very greatly appreciated, and we love all of you for doing it. So Kevin. Um, we are here talking, doing the show. It's been a while since you've been here. I feel like it's been it has been uh, quite some time. I got good news today. My wife is uh, is coming back. She's been in um, Tennessee, so I, I booked a plane flight for her to come home uh, today. So she'll be home in a couple weeks. So that's nice. Uh, but what I was uh, wanting to talk to you about, Kevin, today is an idea that's been bouncing around in this for, gosh, I think when I first put it into the, the idea spreadsheet was well over a year ago and it just keeps on getting pushed down because each time I talk to people like, well, let's talk about this instead and there's other topics or they just want to stay away from this one. But um, you and I are both members of the Broken Chains um, motorcycle group through Celebrate Recovery and yeah. one of the concepts in motorcycle clubs, motorcycle groups sometimes you'll see guys on their cuts, they'll have a, a, a badge on it that says one percenter mm-hmm. and uh, that means something very specific in the motorcycle club community. Yeah. Um, do you want to say anything about that Kevin? Kind of tell people what the, the concept of the one percenter is?
1: <laughs> well essentially it's the one percent that lies outside of normal society. They Kind of operate under their own rules, and um, you have to earn that patch. It's not just a a join and get it. So, it's one of those that when you see a group wearing that patch, they're the ones that you probably should be a little bit more aware of your surroundings with.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, outside or you know, they, they, typically it'll be like outlaw motorcycle gangs or whatever, and, and it started off because people said, you know, 99% of the people who ride motorcycles and, and are in uh, motorcycle clubs are fine, um, and these people are, you know, aligning themselves with that 1% that lies outside the, uh, the realms of uh, legal normal like you said society so so you know being a one percenter is a a big deal in a motorcycle gang and i thought about our motorcycle club i thought about our motorcycle group with um broken chains and i thought it's a great idea to be a one percenter but as being in recovery where those one percenters 99 of the people are walking around not sharing their secrets. They're keeping secrets and they're holding on to secrets. And one of the concepts that I preach a lot in Celebrate Recovery is that we are as sick as our secrets. So I thought, well, you know, I want to be a one percenter, but with with the secret sharing, I want to be able to share my secrets and be in that small part of society that like does what I can to not have secrets, to not keep secrets. And I think secret keeping is a big deal for you, Kevin. Yes. Um, if you don't mind me saying, can you tell us a little bit about your, your journey my, with secrets?
1: My first step study I went through for lying and deception because I had created such a bad habit of it. I would lie if I had to have my morning constitutional. I would call work and tell them I was going to be late because I got stuck in traffic rather than even though it's the same thing. We all have that time. (laughs) suddenly happens in the morning when we're supposed to be leaving. But I would lie about it. And it And it's something so trivial, it really doesn't matter, right? But lying was my biggest issue. And, you know, it's taken a lot for me to get to the point where I'm at now.
0: Well, and I would imagine, too, like so many of us, that it's not just the fact of lying to escape something, but then it becomes part of just a knee-jerk reaction. It's like lying about things. Like, why did I even lie about that? I yeah. that wasn't even a thing yeah. that was embarrassing or anything. I just I just lied about it just yeah. because the habit, the the need, the knee-jerk reaction. I'm just going to come up with a story here. It became instinctual.
1: Mm-hmm. To, 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 and, and for no good reason other than that's what i developed a habit of doing and it it's been hard to get it turned around Um, but i get to enjoy now people trust when i say
0: something which is still kind of foreign to me and people trust when you say something and that's interesting what about you? Do you trust when you say something? Are you able to have more trust in your words now because you don't think I'm just automatically lying?
1: For the most part, there have been times that have come across where I'm... I surprised myself because I told the truth. Where it would have been something I would have normally like just lied through my teeth mm-hmm. with. There have been situations where something had come up and, yeah, I immediately started thinking up of plausible ways <laughs> to make this sound better when, you know, the other day I was supposed to meet with you and I wound up going to a band audition and like my mind came up with probably 10 different things to tell you on why I didn't make it. But at the end, I'm like, why am I even doing this? Cause he ain't going to get mad at me for doing this. You might be mad that I waited to the last minute, But it's not that, you know, so I still have some of those instincts. Mm -hmm. But what I find is when I'm pressured, I'm not going to that. It's when I have time to think about it, I still look for the plausible deniability.
0: Right. And and I think it's a thing that kicks in. Early in life, you know, we have this concept of like children are innocent and sweet and kind and just tell the truth. But uh, it's it's not true. I I think back, you know, and it's not, uh, you know, it's a little gauche now to, you know, quote Bill Cosby. But if you look back at his his parenthood routine, he talks about kids and saying, you know, you catch the kid with a cookie like, oh, I got you a cookie. And that's the kind of thing we learn as from a young age that self-protection Mm-hmm. Kicks in and I don't want to be in trouble. I don't want to get punished. I don't want whatever it is to make a story up. And, and so frequently what we look at, what I look at as trouble isn't really trouble. It's just the, the biggest trouble most of us get into as adults is we let a person down and they're frustrated or annoyed with us. But it's, it's not very frequent in my life and by not very frequent, I mean it never happens, that I get in trouble and somebody physically punishes me, somebody hits me or beats me or anything like that. That The last time I was hit by someone in anger, I was in high school. So that's, we're talking almost you know 40 years ago now almost. So it's been a very long time and in my adult life, I've never had a boss strike me because of something that I did. I've lost my job for some things uh, but but typically, the things that I look at when I say, you know, I'm in trouble, the trouble is just an emotional disappointment or letdown or, or, or feeling yeah. that I don't want to deal with, I guess, maybe. yeah, um, Now, you work in uh, the realm of mental health. Yes. From a mental health point of view, do you have any like knowledge that would be... Uh, shed light on, on, on our, our, our lying instinct or reaction or, or our the as a defense mechanism, the lying? Is there something going on there that you see with your More
1: clients? often than not, it comes down to kind of two things that I've seen a pattern on. I mean, there's always more than that. But it, the two bigger ones I see is shame. And they want to hide the shame. They don't want to admit to... The horrible things that have happened to them, so they would rather have lies come out and even start the lies themselves, because that's easier to deal with than the truth mm-hmm. for them and what they've experienced. The other is typically when we get, you know, I, I say we because I started and smoking when I was in sixth grade. I started drinking in seventh grade. Well, that creates a lot of room for lying. hmm And if you're going to hide it, you have to get creative. And creative lying takes, it's a skill. It's a muscle. The more you use it, the more you get better at it. hmm But um, I've yet to find anybody who's actually made a successful lie that stood the test of time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It always comes out and always bites us in the butt.
0: So, so what I'm hearing there, I, I heard a couple of different reasons for like, one of them is avoiding consequence, uh, but mm-hmm. also escaping reality. So, it, th- a lot of stuff that we tie in with denial as well, with the lie, um, being in there, just wanting to, you know, not have to deal with what we've done and, and trying to, to dodge those consequences coming down the road which get lumped in as as punishment but i think it's more honestly just you know like i said it's a consequence it's not a punishment that's happening to us yeah yeah
1: yeah and that's something i know i talk to uh, my clientele a lot about is everything has a consequence it's in relation to what we've done So if we've done a good thing, we're going to get a good consequence.
0: Right. I think we hear that word consequence. I do. And it uh, oftentimes carries a negative connotation with it. And a consequence just means this happened because of something. It's a because of. It's a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like you said, if you do something good, you get a good consequence. You know, I was born. So as a consequence, I get to celebrate my birthday. Uh, It's not, you know, just uh, punishment that we think of or that mean consequences, but we that I think those words get uh, conflated with each other quite frequently. Yeah.
1: Well, in, uh I started in behavioral therapy, and, and we took down what's called ABC data: the antecedent, mm-hmm. so what started this, the behavior, and then the consequence. Hmm. The antecedent and behavior, all three of them are neutral. Yeah. They don't. They're not inherently good or bad. It's. You need the context to be able to figure out whether it's good or bad. Right, right. And and that's where I know, like, with some of my clients, I've had to work with them on, you know, smoking and drinking. And I'm like, let's ignore the fact that smoking and drinking is bad. It's bad. I'm just saying it's bad. And it will hurt us. We'll just ignore that. We know it's wrong. So... What are we going to have to do
0: to keep this hidden from our mom, our dad? And, and just so you know, Kevin's clients are all minors.
1: So yes. So
0: he's not dealing with, you know, six year olds that are trying to hide smoking and drinking from their mom.
1: Well, I don't know. I've, I was still smoking at 30 and was trying to hide it from my mom. So I can't. <laughs> um, it's just because she's scary. Uh, but, you know, it creates this habit. And that's exactly what happened to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah you know, I was an only child I didn't have anyone to blame it on so I had to be doubly creative because I everything boiled down to plausible deniability right
0: give me any other believable thing and I will make it work right right well you know we look at these things and we were talking about the ABCs and it's being neutral and not necessarily bad even though they carry bad connotations and so it kind of leads us into our song of the week, which is called The Goodness. This is a song from uh, Toby Mac and Blessing Offer. We're going to give you about 90 seconds of it. We're back on the other side to talk about what we think about the song. Also, how we can uh, become those 1% uh, lie shirkers um, in our lives. So here's Toby Mac and Blessing Offer with 90 seconds of The Goodness. Out of joy, you're the smile on the face of your boy, you're the flowers at the park in Detroit, still the words on the back of our coins, let's make some noise.
1: You cover me, my defender when you're rolling up your sleeve, you're the truth that's gonna set the captive free, the only
0: king that's ever chose to bleed, That's what I believe. They keep trying to make your glory fade, but I ain't really sweating what they say. Ain't no doubt about you everywhere. above me. Lord, I love all the ways that you love me. You're a the good. There you go. a uh, little bit of Toby Mack for your evening, afternoon, morning, whatever it is. This is off of his new record which is uh, is called Life After Death and um, you know, his uh his his uh, son passed away after his last record, you know, between the two records. So this is his first record since his son passed away uh, tragically and I just I love the beat of this song it makes me think of um, uh, just a happy like uh, Ben um, Rector kind of uh, feel to it just that bumpy bouncy piano kind of thing well, but what uh, what stands out for you Kevin on this
1: well for me this is the kind of song that my, my daddy would say lean your head back in grin music <laughs> um, but There's one stanza, you cover me, my defender, when you're rolling up your sleeve, you're the truth that's going to set the captive free, the only king that's ever chose to bleed. That's what I believe. Through a lot of my life, the only reason or excuse that I'm still alive is because God covered me, because God had his hand on me, Mm -hmm. and you know... When I heard them sing this song or this this stanza, I, I, I pictured that uh meme that's been floating around. Uh, you know, me yelling at the squirrel to get out of the road so I don't hit it must be how God looks at me. <laughs> um it, it and then the only king that's ever chose to bleed. Chose. Yeah. That that line is there's a lot of power in that line. Because I don't know, have you ever had anyone choose to bleed for you? uh no, I haven't. I don't even like to choose to bleed for myself.
0: yeah. then Jesus did it for all of us. yeah, that's where I went with it i th- I think it's interesting because uh this song I just did a real quick uh, word count on it and it said uh you know five hundred and thirty three words. And Kevin and I grabbed some of the same words uh, out of this. Um, that that idea—the only King that's ever chose to bleed—I've never heard. You know, I've heard this song a lot, but I've never really sat down and read the words as I listen to it because I just get all you know head bopping. Uh, but that's that's a really really powerful concept to me that you know, Jesus chose to bleed for my benefit. Uh, but then the in the, the verse, the chorus, everywhere I go, you keep showing up, Lord. And it's, it's so true that he does keep showing up, whether it's in the hot dog truck with Kimberly or in the prison with my guys in my classes or driving down the road and listening to Caleb. And, and as you know, their, their uh, uh, phrase used to be, I don't know if they're still using it anymore, but they used to talk about you know, the right song at the right time and just getting that moment maybe in Celebrate Recovery or doing a step study with you, Kevin and just somebody that says something it's like, that's what I need to hear right there that's God showing up when I need God that's God showing up to do the things that God does and make it so that uh, life is okay having, uh, you know, the blessings of this uh, you know, new, uh, you know, ministry opportunity that we have coming up um, that we haven't talked about yet but, you know those kind of things, God just keeps, he just keeps showing up, and well, that's pretty cool.
1: I've yet to hear a Christian ever say that, or uh, never say that uh, they didn't open up their Bible and read the thing they needed at that point, mm-hmm. or they didn't turn on the radio and heard the song that they needed at that point. Yeah, every Christian I've ever talked to can give you at least one moment where, it, I'm sorry, God's bigger than all of us, right? And I'm not going to pretend to understand how he does it, but he does. Sure glad he does. He, he's given me a
0: lot of those. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. Well, check it out. It's a new album. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, songs with people on this album. And uh, I have not gone through and tracked the album yet, but I'm guessing that if it's like anything else, like what Toby does, there's a lot of uh, really good hooks uh, in there and uh, some just some fun good stuff. So uh, thank you, Toby Mac, for uh, another one and uh, another song. So Kevin, uh, the 1% thing. We talked about why we lie and how it looks lying. What are the benefits that you see of letting your secrets out, sharing your secrets? And, and let me be clear. I'm not advocating that you go and get a bullhorn and stand on the corner and shout all your secrets to the world. I'm not saying start a blog and tell everybody everything you've ever done. That's not what I'm saying with letting your secrets out, but but sharing secrets with safe people in a safe environment, what are benefits that you've seen from that?
1: Well, for one, just not having secrets is liberating.
0: Mm.
1: Keeping secrets, keeping maintaining the lies is exhausting.
0: Yeah, it's putting myself in prison.
1: Trying to remember who I told what nonsense mm-hmm. to, um, having to remember all the stupid details. You know, it's all those little things that we don't really think about until someone challenges that lie, and they're like, oh, uh-oh, what, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Yeah. And sometimes you don't have enough time to think about it, and you just have to double down on your own stupidity.
0: Well, and it's interesting, too, because for me, I'll, I'll tell the story to different people in different ways, because of what I need them to hear. And then you really have to say, yeah, what did I tell this person? And Mm -hmm. heaven help us. Those people come to come together in the same room, same time. And now I'm like, Oh, let's avoid this.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm calling in blind. I don't see myself coming in. Yeah. Um, but the liberation, because I don't have to think about that anymore. I don't have all of that. So I have more energy. Mm. Um, I don't have to worry about hiding the fact of what I've done, you know, cause I'm a firm believer. If I go back and change anything that I've done, I would not be in the same place that I am right now. Mm-hmm. So in one sense, there's that acceptance that all of that nonsense has made me who I am. Right. And in that, when I meet people like you, I get to be, I get to be who I am Mm -hmm. and that is you use the word prison well that is true freedom Yeah, because I don't have to worry and I'm going to steal a little bit of your thunder but when we make our issues known our secrets are known That's taking weapons right out of the devil's pocket. Yeah. And he can't use them on you. Right. I mean, I already admitted that I'm a liar. So how are you going to come at me? (laughs) Yeah. And call me a liar and expect me to be upset about this. I I just told you. Yeah. 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 You're just
0: validating my argument.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're just agreeing with me. We're violently agreeing. I'm good with this. (laughs) Um, You know, there's, again, it comes back to that freedom. It's all freedom.
0: Yeah. You don't the have to worry. The only power a secret has is when it's a secret. You know, the person hiding is hiding until they're not. And once they're revealed, they're not hiding anymore. Uh, you know, how often do you reread your well, Where's Waldo book? It's like, oh, I know where Waldo is. It's not fun anymore. The, You know, you look for it and that secret lives on the stress that it causes that's what feeds it is that stress that we give it in trying to keep it and trying to you know just hide from everybody and and maintain this series of lies and you can't just tell one lie Hmm. you can't have just one secret because it breeds new lies new secrets as you go along because you've got to maintain it Mm -hmm. and it's just so catastrophic it really is and then by the time it's done it's I mean, even things that are, are monumental lose their weight after time, you know. I mean, none of us are worrying about the depression of the 1930s because we're not going through it. It was big no. to them, but we moved on and we got beyond it and, and there's other crises to happen. And so we spent all this time inflating these secrets and, you know, maintaining them. For our own destruction. That's the, the only good that they have is that they'll tear us down. Oh, absolutely. From the inside out. So, so how do we get to a point where we can, where we can have a place to share our secrets? What, what, what advice can we give to folks here? And and how do they get to that place where they don't have to have the secrets?
1: Celebrate recovery. Come on, y'all. <laughs> no. Uh, God. At the end of the day, it's shorter than celebrate recovery. It's God. I don't think We're capable of doing it If left to our own devices And My own devices were the secret Exactly We've proven Well, I I won't say we I have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt I can't do it on my own I will screw it up, I will Mm -hmm. break it And it's going to be a problem But with God I was able to stop all that Yeah I was able to be asked to do things that people wouldn't have asked me before. I've been put into positions of trust. Mm. Because of what I've become. Because of God. Now, God used Celebrate Recovery as his tool. Or my favorite phrase is his two by four across my head. <laughs> um, you know, but... I mean, God's a lot bigger than Celebrate Recovery. So he'll find a way to help you if you right. just simply ask.
0: Yeah. Having, for me, having a person or group of people that I have a relationship with is important for that. Because if there's not a relationship, there's not, the trust isn't just immediately there. I know some groups where, and, and I've worked with pr- people in recovery where they would lead a step study. And they like, all right, you're not going home until you have a sponsor tonight. He's like... I don't know who I trust yet. I don't know who I want to tell my secrets to. So I'm not choosing a sponsor. Um, I need to be able to trust that person so that I can open up. And just because you say I can trust them doesn't mean I can. I, I need to, I need to spend some time and investigate and, and build that trust. And having that person or group of people makes it so I do have a place where I can share. And I've I've built those areas in several places. You know, I've yeah. got some uh, groups. In the prison, or with guys now who have paroled, um, that I will talk to about things. Uh, you know, if I'm having an issue that's prison related, I'm going to call my friend Joshua because he gets it. He knows me. He's been there. He understands everything about what I'm talking about more so than even my prison fellowship, you know, field directors get because they haven't been in those same cells uh, doing that. Uh, I've got people in celebrate recovery. I've got. Friends uh, in town and out of town, and I'm a huge believer in having accountability partners that I can talk to and have a cup of coffee with face to face to face. But also those out of town ones. You know, I don't know what I would do without uh, Pastor Dan in my life because I can talk to him. He doesn't know the people, so I don't have to dance around and try to tell the story in a way that doesn't reveal anybody's anonymity. I can just be like, yes. "Here's this person, and this is what I'm talking about." Yeah. And so that's very important to me to have those out-of-town uh, sources as well that, that we can share with.
1: Well, and, and much along the same right, I have different people I go to for different things. Now, I will eventually open up about things to all of them, but I know like I've got somebody when I'm really mad about something and I want to be mad, I want to be validated, I know who I'm going to call because he's going to get geared up, we're going to get mad
0: together, and we're probably going to do something stupid. In a, in a safe way. And, <laughs> in a know, way that's safe, not necessarily going to a supermarket and doing something stupid. Well, no, we got to go to the supermarket to get watermelons to Cause, break. Because a lot of people listening, you know, still shop at Safeway. We don't have one in town, but...
1: No. But I have others like you that when I'm mad and I need reason and logic and to calm down, I call you. And that works for me. And I have others that I call... Much like you said, that are out of state, they don't know any of the names. They don't, and I don't even have to say names, but I can be a little bit more detailed in why I'm struggling. Yeah, than I can with others. So yeah, the more people around you you can have, it's more than just do you get along. It's learning the people because everyone has something to offer, Mm -hmm. and sometimes Kevin might not be the right person for you to call, but. Tomorrow, on the issue for tomorrow, Kevin might
0: be the right person to call. Sure. And, you know, we've said it so many times on this show before that, you know, sometimes you need a screwdriver, sometimes you need a hammer. And it's good to have both in case you run into that mm-hmm. need. And and I, I hate to have to go to the store to buy the tool when I need it. I'd rather already have it and just go to the toolbox Truth. Uh, when when I need it. So, you know, practicing that, having those people in place uh, is important. And, and nothing creates honesty like trust um, once you build that trust and, and I think we need to do it in, in ways beyond just you know doing you know trust exercises you got to build a relationship you know Jesus spent time with these 12 knuckleheads before they went into ministry they got to know each other they got to understand each other they got to see what they smelled like when they were covered with fish cuts and you know who snored and those kind mm. of things because they were together and you know building those relationships just just Find a person and have coffee with them once a week to get to know them. Yeah. And then that will, the trust will be just a byproduct of it.
1: Oh, and something that just occurred to me as you were speaking is just like lying is a muscle that can be developed into creating bigger, better, bolder lies, being open and honest is a muscle. Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the more you practice it, the easier it becomes, the more. Fluid it comes out, the less anxiety you're going to get because, oh my gosh, I'm about to say something that I really wish I didn't have to. Yeah. I did that tonight with you. You came in, or I came in, and you're like, hey, you got anything to throw out? I'm like, yes, yes, I do. You know, I don't know if I'd have done that a year ago. Yeah. Even though we had already, start, you know, just about finished our first step study a year ago, I don't know if I'd have been quite that eager to just, there it is. Yeah um but the more we work together the more our relationship has gotten stronger
0: i'm like oh, might as well tell paul <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we know that those consequences aren't going to be catastrophic nobody's losing an arm or a finger uh we're just we're gaining um and and like you said you know using that muscle we get better at it you mm-hmm. know, that's why we practice things. That's why kids have to do all these worksheets is to practice just writing their letters so that they can get better at doing that thing. And, and this is a thing that I think is a good thing to be good at. And I encourage all of you to become, you know, one percenters. Join the, the club of, of sharing and, and not keeping secrets. Um, and this is not to say gossip. We're, you know, we're not saying find someone's secrets and go share them. But sharing your own secrets with a person or a group of people that you trust um, so that you're not carrying that weight around is is critical, and yeah. like Kevin said, you know, eventually you start telling people, and then you eventually do find that you can tell, maybe even the people you didn't want to tell, um, mm-hmm. and that it can be um, survivable. You know, there's still consequences, and, and relationships might be damaged, but um, they can also well, be repaired.
1: To kind of come full circle is like I make a living at it and a lot of the kids I'm talking to because of how I grew up I'm able to relate with them in a much deeper level mm-hmm. you know because some I mean, I hate to be this way but some of the people I work with are kind of goody two shoes you know like the most trouble they ever got into was maybe stealing a coke because it got two from the vending machine yeah I'm not that way I broke the vending machine <laughs> um, but when I'm able to open up And just enough to let these kids know I was there. I'm no longer just some old dude sitting in a chair. I'm not someone who understands. Yeah. And so when you get to a point in your journey that you can start talking to others, kind of coming back to the song, there's going to be someone that needs to hear that at that point in time. Right. And you never know when that's going to be. But if you don't say it, God can't use it.
0: It's much more difficult to use the words that aren't said than to use the words that are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, I think we're gonna you know kind of put a button in it there and uh, thanks Kevin for uh, being willing to jump in and, and share. Any secrets you want to tell the world? Not necessarily on this format. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's fair. But I am uh, working on the book. I will tell you. Um, my my phone number uh, is seven six zero six zero eight one nine four two. If you want to get a hold of me, you can call or text. If you got ideas for the show, songs of the week ideas or word of the week ideas, um, love to have that. Or just you know you want to be on and share your story. That would be great. I have. I can tell you this right now. As of right now, the recording of this show, I have words through November. Um, the last one I have listed is November 29th, and I've got songs through October. Uh, November first is the last song I have, so I'm I'm looking for words and I'm looking for songs. I'm good for uh, you know a month or so here, but I've got to get you know some more songs coming up um, for that. So uh, send those in. You can also email me if you want. It's BowtieGuy at If you're looking for a place that's safe to share secrets, Kevin and I are both believers in Celebrate Recovery. You can go to Celebrate Recovery group finder or group locator just google that and you can type in your zip code or city and it'll help find groups in your area oftentimes if you live in in uh, more populated areas there are several groups around on different days so you can uh, do that Um, and uh, it's just uh, it's been a life changer for both of us so we really encourage you to do that if not you can reach out to me um, or uh, you know you can find us on our social media and share your stuff there get social with us uh, on our our subreddit, Messed Up Ministries. Listen, that's a great place to share secrets. I put out a thing for free coffee uh, a while back and still nobody has taken me up on the free coffee. All they had to do was go on (laughs) to Reddit and and respond and no one did. So that's a great place to share your secrets because nobody is reading anything I write on Reddit. So you know, share there if you want to have a safe place. Um, or you can do it on Facebook or Instagram or any of the other places where we are. But I really appreciate you guys being here. I appreciate all of you who have been uh, giving to us over the years. And uh, once again, if you want to consider doing that, you can go to messituppodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron button, and uh, go to our Patreon, or Mums the Word, text the word MUM to 760 CA, and that'll uh, take you to our Text to Give site as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our generous donors who make this show possible. Thank you for helping us be 1K. Uh, Hopefully we hit 1K again uh, this week. And uh, the best way to do that is if you guys share, tell people to listen to the the show and uh, get the word out. So don't keep it a secret. Don't. Nice. Wow. Low hanging fruit. And I completely missed it. Um, Thank you, Kevin, for being here. Thank you listeners for being here. And we will see you next time we mess it up. Yes.